0: We have hope and our hope will not put us to shame. Mm
1: -hmm, And so mm -hmm.
0: we can rest, we can rest, and we can speak that to a world that seems so hopeless. Like it seems so hopeless. We can say, no, there's, there's something better. This earth is not our home. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, And and mm -hmm. this
0: is, we're, we're
2: going to endure this hard time, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But we have hope. Hi everyone, this is Erin Lee, and on behalf of SOLA Network, I interviewed Trillia Newbell. She's an author and speaker, and we discussed her book, Beautifully Distinct. We talked about Christian worldview, cultural engagement, and she also gave some encouragement to writers. Thanks for joining. Trulia, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing really well, Erin. Thanks for having me. I'm so thankful that we got a chance to get together. You're in Nashville, right? You're in Nashville. I'm in the Nashville area, so I'm not quite oh, gotcha, in gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, but- right on. Yeah, it, it was a little bit difficult for us to sync up the times, but uh, here we are. And, and I'm Because you're in California, that being- is that right? Yes. Yes, I am. I am in California. I've been to Nashville once in my life. It was for the Getty Singh Conference, and it was awesome. It was great. Um, That's so
0: fun. Can I tell you something really neat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually emceeing their conference
2: this year. No way. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't announce you were going to emcee that.
0: Well, I think it's been a little bit last minute about mm-hmm. my a- addition to do that. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I was a, just a speaker, so yeah. I, was, I was doing a breakout and um, and then they they needed someone to MC because everything went global. And right, I right. since I'm here and they're here um, when they're not in Ireland. they right, right.
2: So that's a lot of fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, breaking news: Chiloni Newville on uh, hosting the Getty Singh Conference global now. That's awesome. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but you know, today I actually want to talk to you about about your book. Uh, a book that you wrote, beautifully distinct. I have it right here. Um, but before we get into this, why, why don't you tell tell our audience a little bit about yourself in case they don't they don't know you? Maybe.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, my name is Trillia, and I live in the Nashville area, which we've already established. <laughs> I have two children. I've been married for seventeen years. My son is fourteen. I have a daughter who is ten, and and. I write and speak. So that's that's me in a nutshell.
2: That's probably too much of a nutshell, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's perfect. That that is your life writing and speaking and, and family, of course, right? Um, and I think, I think, okay, so this book is 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 interesting because you're actually the what the, the editor, the editor, the general editor for this book. So you actually have a bunch of women um, and you even have women of color speaking to a lot of issues. Um, can you just give us this book maybe in a nutshell? I want really our our audience to check it out and see what, what it's all about.
0: Yeah, so he's right. <laughs> I also have it on me. I edited this book, and this has been a book probably, gosh, it seems like two plus years in the making.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: I started it, and then I stopped it for a while, and then we started again, and then The Good Book Company was gracious to pick it up. And um, so it really, the, the beautifully distinct is about living in the world, right, but not of the world. So being involved in the world and and how do we discern what we are watching, how, what we are reading, how we're engaging in the world, and how we do, do it um, in such a way that is distinct from the world. So we are Christians and we wanna be beautifully distinct. And I love that um, they, they captured this beautifully because we can be distinct in a not beautiful way right? Um, mm-hmm, in a harsh, mm-hmm. in an unloving, in a, a, we can do that. But we want to be beautifully distinct, set apart um, from the world in a way that honors God. That's not one sentence, but that's it in a nutshell.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, and, and it's a really great book. Um, I don't want to like detail the book in this conversation. People can read it themselves. But what I want us to do is maybe elaborate on, on the conversations that you're having here, and maybe just look at the big picture and, and how we can apply the big picture of the book to, to our audience here. Um, so let, let, let's just jump into this right here. In the introduction, okay, in the introduction to this book, you wrote you didn't fully understand what your faith meant for you and how you related to the rest of the world, um, how you would relate your faith to the rest of the world, I'm, I'm saying. Uh, can you elaborate on this and how this might be coming to the forefront, especially today, during this particular moment in history for for other Christians?
0: You know, it's interesting. One thing that you will know, and maybe your audience will now know, is that when you write a book, you write it, and you don't quite remember everything you wrote. So (laughs) (laughs) So when when you say that sentence, my first thought was, I must have meant before I became a Christian.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then I was as I became a Christian, I was gaining understanding of how to live in the world as a believer. That is a yeah. meaning, which we all do, right? So we're mm-hmm. all learning what it means to be to be like Jesus. And so in right now it it informs the way I communicate with other people about politics. It informs the way I engage in social media. It informs the way I think about all sorts of things because of a Christian worldview. So I'm thinking about things through a biblical lens or that's what I'm praying that I will do because I'm not going to get this right and neither will you or anyone else we're not going to get it 100% right 100% of the time so it's it's the goal of and so that to me is how I have grown is just trying to discern what is it that the Lord would have me do think say engage in in a way that glorifies him and I wouldn't have thought to do those things before becoming a Christian.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of topics that you cover in here, and we should think carefully about all these topics. Um, I I like how you divided the book, actually. that You you divided it um, into three parts. It was being thoughtful, uh, which included how we should think about movies and food and sex and work and literature or reading. Uh, You said listening well which uh, is talking about hospitality and dealing with immigrants and race issues. And then also speaking well, which what you said, social media, beauty and, and telling your story. I want to ask you right now, like today, what areas, you know, that we just mentioned are particularly important, do you think? Every single one of them. Hmm. Think about think about what we're in. So
0: let's start with being thoughtful. hmm. Right now, conspiracy theories are running rampant. (laughs) We have got to be thinkers, thinking Christians, discerning, reading, and asking okay, what is true? What is right? What is pure? We got to be thoughtful. Mm -hmm. Listening well. I don't know in my lifetime a time that has been more confusing and divisive regarding racial issues. Of course, we know that this is. Nothing new under the sun. So that's why I said in my lifetime, because, oh, it's been worse, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so we need to try to to understand. You don't gain understanding by speaking all the time. So we need to be listening well. We need Mm. to gain understanding. And then speaking well. Right now, right today, Mm. social media is one of the number one ways that we're communicating with each other. Now, of course, 7 billion people on this earth, everyone's not on social media. And so we can also overstate that to a
1: certain Mm -hmm. degree, but Mm -hmm.
0: millions of people are engaging with one another via this, this um, medium. So we want to make sure that we are speaking well, that, and there's a lot of people who are bearing false witness who are Oh, disobeying God in the way that they speak about other people. So Mm -hmm. again, we need to learn how to speak and speak well. So there's a lot going on, I think, that this book touches on that we need to be thinking through today.
2: Yeah. And I, I mean, you said this book was years in the making. Um, obviously, you can't predict what today is going to look like, but it, it speaks so powerfully to all of the issues still. And I think that's why it's such an important and timely book for to be out there and for people to check out. I I do appreciate how you said that we need to listen. You know, we really need to, to listen up to people. And so I, I'm i looking at the contributors in this book and um, they're women and women of color, particularly. And um, I appreciate that they're, you know, putting themselves out there and writing so people like me can read it and, and listen to the conversations and from these different points of view, I want to ask you: How would you encourage women, uh, particularly for our audience, which would be maybe younger Asian American college women, to speak up and discuss these issues—the issues that you're talking about in in your book, um, especially in church contexts where maybe these issues aren't, you know, discussed?
0: Yeah. So I'll start by saying the book is not probably majority women of color it's just also so it's it's probably 50-50 women of color and um white women and you're so you're right you're right yeah so but but in regards there is and it's always very important for me to include mm-hmm. the perspectives of all sorts of people from mm-hmm. varying um yeah so i'm really excited about that so you asked me what would I say to women of color about speaking up in these topics? I would just say trust Jesus and speak. Mm. And mm-hmm. so I, I I think there can be a temptation to the fear of man. And Proverbs says that the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Mm. So we are safe in in the Lord and we can speak um, in a way, again, we we take all of the word, Right. We consider all of God's calling. God tells us to love him with all our hearts, mind, soul and strength Mm -hmm. and to love our neighbor as ourselves so we can speak Mm -hmm. in a way that is true and loving. And so I would just encourage anyone who, if there is a something, prayerfully consider your words and prayerfully consider when to speak. A lot of people um, quote, and I don't know if this is Martin Luther King Jr. or who, but silence is compliant. Compliance is that the word,
2: but yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And so, you we want there are there's a time to speak, mm-hmm. and so, and there is a time to wait and not. So, I think you just have to discern okay, w- when is that time, and and what should I say? And, mm-hmm. and also, <laughs> and this is really important, we there's probably So There there are about 20 issues going on at the same time. We cannot, and we're not really called to be engaging on every single thing. So ask the Lord, what is it that you could contribute to? And what is it that you're passionate about? And speak to that. Because there are so many things, it would be overwhelming if we're just constantly trying to engage on every single topic all the time. So I I do want to relieve some people of that Mm -hmm. temptation or that fear. Also, this is also a fear that, Oh, if I don't speak up on every single thing, then it will seem like I don't care. Well, that's not true. You can pray and you can trust it to the Lord.
2: Yeah. And I, I think, I really like that where, where you said it, even if you don't speak up, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't care, right? Like, I think people will, will assume, Oh, maybe they're not, if they don't talk about it, that means they don't care. And that's not, that's not true. That's totally not true. Uh, it, I think what we're talking about here is cultural engagement, right? And so th- that means we need to listen and we need to think before we speak, uh, wisely <laughs> to, to the culture as well. Um, but okay, I, as I was reading this, I, I'm, ask, I'm asking a question here where there was a sentence, I think in the book where it says, practicing cultural engagement is a means to win people for Christ. Um, and I, I think that's great because we're not just, you know, speaking out to Christians here. No, we're trying to be salt and light to the world. How would you encourage those of us? Um, and again, I'm speaking to, to our audience, uh, Asian American churches or communities where maybe we we don't look at these cultural engagement issues, um, especially in terms of maybe evangelism, how would you encourage these communities to do that? Um, and then what does it look like during this COVID-19 time where it is hard to interact with the maybe community, you know, at at large and in person?
0: Yeah. Well, that's a great question. Um, so, not understanding everyone's context and everyone's. Yeah.
1: Right. right, I'm
0: speaking, I'm speaking in limited experience or in in a narrow knowledge here. So, so I would say if you asked, how do you wisely engage in other people, culture for Jesus? Well, I I do think that when, when, when we, if you're going to speak or say something, the the manner in which it's said can sh- can show love. Now people are going to be against whatever and this yes. is something you need to understand. People are going to be against truth. Jesus said that if the world hated me, if, why wouldn't they hate you? So you're there is a chance that you're going to be rejected as you speak something that is true. Right? And so we all are going to experience that and I I, I'm not as concerned about that as I am about the manner in which we say that truth. So mm. you can say something that is true in an offensive way. The chances are that you may not, you, you just, I don't, I, again, not knowing the context that you are in or, or your, your general culture. Um, I, I would say what you, maybe what you're needing is boldness. Mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boldness
0: to actually just say anything. Mm-hmm, and so I would just encourage you towards that, towards boldness to speak and and, and to care. I think one of the reasons that a lot of people aren't, don't say anything at all is that they're apathetic. So it, that there's a thought that it doesn't really affect me, so I'm not going to say anything at all. And right. so we would need to discern that in our hearts is, do we care about our neighbor? Yeah. Or are we most concerned about our community and our situation? Are we because if you care about your neighbor, you're going to touch someone who's not a Christian. Yeah, yeah. You're you're going to get yeah. out of that. You're going to get out of your bubble. Okay. Yeah. In this, in our current situation where where it's socially distanced or churches are being closed or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think again how you engage with that essential work worker or your public, gosh, does it matter? We, if, if you go to a store and masks are required, wear the mask. I just think there are some things that we can do to Mm. show our neighbors that we love them. Even if we are kind of like, ah, this doesn't matter to me so much, but Mm. it matters to the community so so we just need to think about these things like what hills are we worth dying on now i do understand that there are some there are lots of medical reasons and there are some emotional reasons why those various things you don't but you you do just need to count the cost there and 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 think about how you're engaging with those people who are on the ground working whether it's in grocery stores or shops or mechanics or whoever is then then i I think that's really important and then in regards to just community in general, I don't think that I think we can still be a part of a community um it's just gonna take a lot more effort, so it's just it's it takes just a lot more effort. So one of the things that my husband and I have done is when we are walking in our neighborhood, if someone starts to talk to us, we stop and talk Mm. rather than just move on so that we,
1: Mm.
0: because there's, there's a loneliness, there's a, a neat people need community where they may not have that. So there's just some habits that we wouldn't normally, we might've just said, Hey, and passed on, but now we stop to see if they're wanting to engage more, and usually they do, because
2: no one's seeing anyone. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're hungry for it. Uh, yes. Okay. So can I ask you this? It sounds as if you're saying that, you know, it's it's not just necessarily speaking out into the culture, but it's really showing your actions first and giving getting those opportunities maybe to be able to speak. Is that is that correct? Am I understanding that
0: correctly? Yeah, I mean, w- what does James say? Faith without action is dead. So obviously our actions speak very loud yeah, to the culture, to our neighbor. And so what we do is not, in, in regards to the gospel, like sharing the gospel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what we do isn't necessarily as, in, I don't want to say. Yeah, I hear you. you I hear on that. Yeah, okay. yeah, I got you. Yeah. But what we do does matter.
1: Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm, does speak.
0: And so, and so, we want to make sure that we're acting in a way that's that's worthy of the gospel. And, yeah. and we're gonna fail this. Just <laughs> last,
1: yeah, just last
0: week I had to repent because I called my school, um, my daughter's in school, and we're online and everything. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I Well, yeah, <laughs> so. so so everything's a little bit crazy and their systems, they are doing the best they can, but mm. their systems can't handle it. And so it freezes or it cuts her out. So she's barely getting an education right now. And, <laughs> and yet I called the school and I was like, what is going on? I can't get her online. And now she's absent, but she's not absent. We've been here before. And I was just anxiety induced. And she, the lady was so calm. And then I was like, Lord, I can't do that. I can't be. I was just, I repented. (laughs) But I (laughs) thought, yeah, so our actions matter. And and yeah, how how we're in this time, especially, I think we can be beautifully distinct. We're going
2: to fail. Yeah. I I appreciate that because, you know, okay. So Culture changes, the times change, our situation changes. The gospel remains the same and yeah. it speaks. It speaks to every single situation. It speaks to every single time period and culture and place. Um, it, it just speaks. And I, I think that's what I appreciate about, the mes- about your message here is that you know there, there's all these issues, and the gospel has something to say about it. And you got to think about how how does it apply to it, but God's Word always has something to say to To what's going on in the world, it's always relevant, and so I, I think it's a good message that we need to hear, and that will continue to be to be, uh, of course, um, needed as as things get potentially worse. Right? I mean, that's what we're looking at. That's what we're looking at. I kind of, I kind of love that. We're like no
0: one, none of us. We just this is really good, I think, but hmm. it's also kind of. Somewhat sad and a little bit funny. It it is sad. (laughs) None of us are looking to the future with rose-colored glasses anymore. We're all like, it's going to get worse. So here we go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and I I think it's, honestly, the reason why we can laugh at it, you, me, Christians, Is because we have hope and our hope is is in Jesus. And so I, I, you know, it, yeah, that's why we can laugh at it. But yeah, you're right. It is is
1: a sad situation. Yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) But you're exactly right. (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, yeah, no problem.
0: (coughs) I sucked in something. (laughs) But you're exactly right. We have hope and our hope will not put us to shame. Mm -hmm. And so we can rest. We can rest and we can... Speak that to a world that seems so hopeless. Like yeah. it seems so hopeless. We can say no. There's there's something better. This earth is not our home, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and this
0: is we're we're gonna endure this hard time.
2: Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm.
0: but we have hope. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The church is gonna endure. I I want to respect your time here. Um. I I wanted to speak really quickly. You 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 have a new position, you're acquisitions editor at Moody Publishers now. And so uh, you're helping get, get um, Christ and, and God's word out to people and, and a lot of good books and resources. Um, I wanna speak to that role really quick and maybe get some insight uh, from you as, as the acquisitions editor. Um, uh, you wrote on your blog recently, how you're limited and you can't write on every subject. I wanna ask you, how would you encourage writers, um, maybe women or women of colors particularly, to find their niche?
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna to speak to men and women. How about that? Okay, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, let's do it. Well, one, I acquire men too,
2: so. You acquire men too, yes. Yeah, that sounds really funny. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 I got you, I got you.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I work with, um, men and women. And it is really, I'm still still laughing. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a joy to get to do that. So when you're, I mean, I do think that there are some people who are, you, you, you have an ear for certain subjects. You are gifted to speak about that subject clearly. And, So dive in there. If you look at my books, you'll see that I'm pretty broad. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of topics that I would never engage in, or I'm just not quite, I'm not very gifted in, or I have no interest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That I think can help you. If you're not passionate about something, don't write. Especially Mm. try to write a book about it. You will hate (laughs) life if you (laughs) try to do that. Don't do it. But for, so... So I think that's part of the way to discern. Another way is other people will let you know. They, a lot of other people will confirm or affirm or that calling, and 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 they'll say, and you'll hear it either if you write a blog post or an article, and they come back to you. That was really encouraging. That spurred me on. That whatever it is. So <clears throat> listening to other people encourage you also helps but you if you start down a road and you're miserable don't do it because it's not going to serve you or your reader so that's one way to discern
2: yeah yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom on on that in the publishing world um and just just your general wisdom on life and everything that comes with with being a christian honestly there's so much Aaron, And I appreciate your voice. And um, I, I'm, I'm so glad that we got to have this conversation. Julia, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for, for your book. Um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you around at the SYNC conference first, and then everywhere else that you are. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Bye.